Hi, I'm Raylene Taskowski, and I've talked to over 10,000 women about sex over the past decade. Welcome to the Stand Up Comedy Sex Ed podcast. Welcome to Stand Up Comedy Sex Ed. It's where you can get questions answered like... How long does it take the average man to orgasm? And... How long does it take the average woman to orgasm? And also... Why is it so hot in here? Audiences agree. It's brilliantly funny. Raylene makes sex ed fun. This show is entertaining, factual, and relatable. There's nothing worse than being halfway done with sex and feeling your vagina shut down on you. (laughs) You've got to see stand-up comedy sex ed. I am ready to go do that comedy show. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Stand-Up Comedy Sex Ed Podcast, hosted by Raylene Taskowski and some other guest. And today's guest is Mo Green. Everybody needs Mo Green. And uh, we will be talking about nothing in particular. <laughs> we're just gonna we're just gonna riff for a little while and talk about sex. Hey Mo, welcome to the show. How you doing? My hashtag is everybody need Mo Green, not needs. Need and is it Mo M O or M O E? M M O M O. It's need. Everybody well, need Mo Green. When you're saying a, a slang term, you don't have to be grammatically correct in that uh, how you, how you say it. I suppose that's true. I, I do want to start off the show thanking everybody because I got my rankings this week and I am 154th most popular podcast in oh. Bulgaria. Hey man, Bulgaria has a lot of people, right? I didn't even know they spoke English in Bulgaria. So Sure, it might be some refugees, some, some American soldiers. <laughs> some could people. be. About 154th most popular in Bulgaria. Hey. Well, <laughs> gotta start somewhere. <laughs> gotta start. We gotta start somewhere. That's a good credit right there. <laughs> that's like that's like being the most popular open micer right, at right, like right. Pistol Pete's. <laughs> right. She she does a sex podcast that has 154. Uh, she's in the 154th place in Bulgaria. Right. It's Ray Lean Taskowski. Exactly. I'm actually <sighs> thinking of making like a little you know award and sticking it to my logo, like 154th most popular comedy podcast in, in teeny tiny letters in Bulgaria. Oh, it's, it's, all, it's all about the branding. It's all about the branding. You could be like David Hasselhoff. You know, like he's like in more Germany. popular. Yeah, you're like the female, you're like Raylene Tuskoski in Bulgaria. Yep. And they love you there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm popular. I mean, I don't know. That could be three downloads. I don't know how popular comedy I mean, podcasts are in it's Bulgaria. Too, it's too bad they, only, they have 155 podcasters out there. <laughs> Well, yeah, I don't know what the standards are, <laughs> but I haven't hit the top 300 in the U.S. yet, so. Hey, where you, where you, did you check? Where, where are you at in the U.S.? US? Uh, I, they only show, like, up to 300. Oh, and, um, there's not. and uh, pocket, like, which, which platforms do you? Uh... On Apple. I only look on Apple for some reason. Okay, okay. I don't, I don't right. know why they're, I don't know, I guess okay. they're the gold standard. Yeah, I guess. I mean, we do a podcast, too, me and my buddy Keenan Jerome Floyd. It's called the light skin perspective, but for now we just, we put the podcast up on um, just Facebook, you know, on YouTube so far. So. Right. Yeah. I don't know. This was supposed to help me since my comedy sex ed show got shut down due to COVID yeah. to just yeah. keep the branding up, keep yeah. being, you know, top of mind and to help when I get ready to go back out doing it and hopefully like take this into colleges and stuff to mm-hmm. give some perspective of the kind of things that I like to talk about and how I talk about things. Right, right, right. But I think mostly it's just been a clusterfuck and it's been fun. 
Hey, you're still, at least you're still talking. I mean, the industry that we're in, where we have to use our mouths, you understand? <laughs> no yeah. pun intended. But, um, comedy, this, the you know, comedy industry comedy, is comedy, what we're comedy, talking comedy, about. Comedy. <laughs> well, I mean, the sex industry too, but no, the comedy industry, we have to, we have to, we have to use our speech. <clears throat> and uh, because we're limited on stage, this is like, this is a decent alternative, especially right. if you're doing it on a consistent basis. Yeah, there was um, one of my, uh, one person, uh, she, she wasn't a friend then, she is a friend now, when I first started and she listened to my first podcast and she's like, so how long have you been podcasting? And I was like, that, that was my first one. She goes, oh, really? I thought you like had one before. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. uh, you're just, because, it, because I've been speaking yeah. in some way, shape or form for the last 14 years, yeah, I'm yeah. not afraid of my voice. Right, right. And I can always tell new, you can always tell new comics because they're afraid of the microphone. It's not that they're not funny, it's that they're, they're afraid of the microphone. Whereas I'm not at all afraid to right, 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 right. be loud. Either they're afraid of the microphone or they hold it wrong or the positioning, right. it's a combination of things though. So you know, you're absolutely right. You are right. And you are yeah. a loud woman. I am a loud woman. I have been being told <laughs> I'm telling you, I think the words that were said most often when I was growing up was, shh, we're right here. Yeah. Like my whole life. It actually was pretty, it's, it's actually offensive now when people say that to me. It's mm -hmm. like, you know I'm loud. Right. Just step three feet away from me. I think a lot of times, because I'm loud too, but a lot of times like the reason why I speak loud is because I, I assume that people can't hear me. <laughs> I don't know. I think I've just got hearing problems. So I'm actually like, speak louder because of that so sometimes it's that sometimes you just like the sound of your own voice true yeah you know? well and if i drink it's it gets i get louder oh right? yeah yeah and i can imagine i know i definitely i definitely do <laughs> yeah. and it's not on purpose and i'm not like not shouting but i remember somebody one time says wow you really are loud when you drink and i'm like oh mm -hmm. sorry am i being loud like Man, it's nothing it's not wrong with you. You don't you don't mean any harm. You don't you don't mean right. any harm. Your voice is a gift from the universe or God or whatever it is that you want to believe in. You know, and and we should feel privileged to even have the ability to speak with such a uh, 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 passion. Right. Because we, we're all gonna get old and feeble. And, uh, That's what I'm afraid to... of. I'm afraid so, of the, the crinkle voice. Yeah, so just the... enjoy it, right? Yeah, I'm like I'm 41. I think you're within my age bracket. And um, I know people younger than me, they're starting to get the old man voice already. I'm like, really? What's going on, man? I'm like, why are you, ta why are you talking? <laughs> yeah, that man. might just be an, an affect. They might just be doing you, that. When I was heavy, because, you know, I, I'm sober. Today, today's my 17th month anniversary of uh, no booze. Nice. And, um, when I was going hard, like drinking like a liter of Tito's every other day, it was affecting the quality of my voice. And I was getting that Nick Nolte. Oh. That gr that gruffness, you know, it was a that raspiness, kind of like I, my boy JT James T Moore, but he just naturally talked that way. Like you know, what I'm saying we all here. like I was starting to sound like that, and it was because of the booze, and I couldn't hit my high notes um, with the singing too. Oh yeah, well you got to do that. It's back though. It's back, baby. <laughs> it's back. What were you gonna say? I had um a, I have always had a fairly husky voice, but I had a period of time where it got really really raspy, mm -hmm. and I. It, like it sounded like I had always done karaoke the night before and, it, and I could feel it. And I was like, what is going on with this? And I found out it's actually a side effect of taking way too much ibuprofen. Really? And at the time I was taking like 400 milligrams three times a day because I had a toothache and I didn't want to go get it looked at. 
And I, oh, I think man. it was probably like four months of me just keeping taking it. And then after I saw that, I was like, well, shit, I don't want to lose my voice. So I went and went to the dentist and got the tooth taken care of and stopped taking the ibuprofen. And it was like a week, my voice was back. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes it could be the smallest of things that just that just changes that. But you're so used to whatever it is that you're doing or not realizing it. Right. You're destroying it. Like me, me with the drinking. It just started losing my high notes, started losing my singing voice. It's funny, like, because, like, I, I'm t- I have the drink nightmare all the time. Like, I'm drinking, and I wake up pissed off, like, damn, I fucked up. But, oh, um, I did that with smoking for a long yeah, time. It always happens. But I'm not saying I'm never going to drink again. I just want to be at a comfortable weight a more healthy weight for like a sustained amount of time and then I'll drink like on the weekends or whatever. But any but anyway, every time I really feel like, feel like drinking, like some days my sinuses will be clear and I'm just singing, I'm hitting all these high beautiful notes that I haven't hit in years and I get more pleasure out of ha- out of having that ability than taking shots. Like right. that 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 means more like like me having that ability to like really really sing means more to me than just getting like fucked up like every single day. So that's one of the things that helps me with it. That's you know, good. abstaining for the booze, just just for now, not forever. Right. Just like, cause you're trying to trying to date and dating and sober sobriety is horrible, man. <laughs> Fucked up, man. It's fun, cause it's like, like you know, like nowadays, obviously you have oh, if, if a woman has one beer and you have sex, they they could flip that on you, and that could be some me too shit. You know, that that's just what it is. It's fucked up. But you know, man, we're in the same age. 10, 15 years ago, like we wanted to get tipsy before we got to that point. That was a that was a part of the ritual. You go out to the club, right. you have a couple of drinks, but you knew you wanted to be with this person, but you wanted to like sip on something to kind of like ease the tension. Yeah. And bam, you, you just hop into it. But like now it's just like, you can't do that, which is fine. I'm, I'm cool with that. And I've been so, so it doesn't really matter. But it's just like, when I'm trying to talk to a girl, it's like, how do I, how do we even get to that point if we're not tipsy and having, you, you could get there, it's just, it's different. Right. Because you care more. You're thinking about failing so much. It's like, I offered this chick. I was like, you know what? Let's go off some tea. She's like, tea? You gay, nigga? Like, (laughs) 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 you call me a fag. No. (laughs) No, I'm joking. That's a bit. But I'm actually. I'm I'm actually, um, and I know that my husband doesn't doesn't listen to my podcast, so I know I'm safe (laughs) doing this. Um, Next, is it next Tuesday? Next Mm -hmm. Tuesday, I have reservations to take him to a tea party because he (laughs) wants to. He thinks it's cute, right? And so I got us some reservations at a place (laughs) in Mystic, and we're going to go have a tea party. When he he sips his tea, does he... Does he do this? Like no, he just, no, no. There's no pinky. You can't. No you gotta. You have to put the pinky out when you sip tea, or you're not really. You're not so, really doing it right. Do you want to hear my very unpopular opinion about what you just said about the uh, the drinking thing? What did I say? The the one about once a woman has a beer, now. Oh, that's that's not my opinion. I'm just no, saying no. that's that's the way society. Is. You want to hear my very unpopular opinion? Go ahead. That right there reduces women. How do I say this right? Accountability. Yeah, it says makes them like we're childlike weak. almost. We're weak. Yeah, if we yeah. have a drink. We're weak. Yeah, but you're still strong. We're yeah. weak, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure that all of the '70s, '80s, and '90s were <laughs> fighting for our rights to get drunk and rage fuck somebody because yeah. they wanted to. Yeah, they and went now, out with that plan. Now I could see if you didn't know. And like some dudes like get, feeding you drinks all night and you didn't right. really like this guy. That's one thing. That's different. But some chicks be like, listen, I want to fuck this guy, but I want to feel good. So I'm going to take some shots mm-hmm. and just not care. Because a lot of times like women, they have this societal pressure 
of being viewed as whores and sluts. That's why a lot right. of women don't initiate because they don't want to be viewed as, as a, you know, unladylike. But if you're having those drinks, yeah. those inhibitions go away. You're not, you're not thinking about what the society is thinking. You're just going to have to You're thinking about your damn self. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely yeah. right. But you, you're right. And, and that one beer thing, it doesn't only apply to women. It, it applies to men, too. Like a man, if he's, if he's going to be a pussy, be like, I only have one Corona, and, she, and I ate a vagina, and I'm offended. And like, if you got some pussy SJW dude that act, that's, that's exactly who it would be, too. <laughs> but she took advantage of me she yeah, sat right so it, on it, my face it, it applies both ways but you know the, the double standard is you know they they see women in like a weaker light so right. obviously they're gonna and get... that's a hundred percent what i think they did yeah. is is that at some point you know i i it's like i don't want to say that there's a, a far left and a far right that's kind of orchestrating this shit mm -hmm. but at some point they said we need to we need to back women back down so mm -hmm. now let's just say if they have sex with you when they're drunk, then they were assaulted because they couldn't say yes or no. And, and the sad thing, like a, a lot, there's a lot of good stuff, stand up women that won't, they're like, listen, I got drunk, we, whatever. Right. But there's, there's some people like, you know, when absolute power corrupts, um, um, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. Right. People, that's a power. People take advantage of that. Right. But we had sex and maybe I didn't want to buy her breakfast and some stuff like that. So then she'd be like, well, Patrice O'Neill has a bit. You know what I'm saying? If you, if, you know, sometimes a white, well, he says white chick, but you, any chick in general, if she doesn't have a way, she'll pretend like you raped her. Like she'll be like, "Baby, could you bring me some breakfast?" This is Patrice's bit. Baby, could you bring me some breakfast? He's like, "Fuck out of here, I ain't going. I'm about to buy you no breakfast." She's like, "Why? Why did you do that to me last night? What? What, what did you do?" And he's like, "Ah, <laughs> shit." <laughs> so you're like looking at your phone the next day. Like, like I, I had a really good time. And if she like confirms, like I did too. I didn't rape you, bitch. <laughs> you, you know what? There you was, can, um, it right here. You know? There is a book and it's called, oh, uh, let's see. It's written by Malcolm Gladwell mm -hmm. and it's his newest one. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but in it, they have a story of, um, a woman and a man who mm -hmm. were, they lived in London and he had it, it's a book about communicating and how we're not always communicating properly and mm -hmm. they had gotten drunk at a club they'd gone back to her house her apartment they had had sex he slept over the next morning he left to go get coffee and donuts and she called the police and said that she had been raped and he came back with the coffee and donuts and he was like you know what are you talking about like we left the club. We came back to your house, and but so so from her perspective, she's she's like, I didn't say yes, and he was like, Well, I didn't. You didn't say no, so he didn't think. So it was like just a different perspective. And in shit, in the long run, um, the police and the like the court said that this guy did not rape you and bring you back donuts, or at least he didn't in his yeah, head. Why would you live? Why? That's right. ridiculous. Yeah, but that, and that's kind of how I feel about um, Kobe Bryant. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It, and I feel the same way about that. You can, yeah. it, they may have been communicating at a different level, but he certainly was not trying to. And I'm not at any point in this trying to suggest that there are not predators out there and not guys who take but, advantage, but et cetera. But I'm really getting tired of the whole women are too weak to say yes right, or no. Right, right. Because there's, there's, pre there's predators on both sides. There's guys that, that run out and take vagina. And then there's women that take advantage of the fact that believe all women and they'll use it as a manipulation tool. Like right. the Kobe Bryant situation, she was fine. It was, it, it, it almost seemed like 
somebody got into her ear, like you can make money off of this situation. Something good could come out of this if you do X, Y, Z. Yeah. You know, and then they will do. And of course, a, none of us was were undisclosed, there. There was an undisclosed settlement. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if you re- if you really were taking advantage of, fuck the money. I want this person to go down. Right. No, no pun intended. <laughs> right. 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 No. And then I remember I was um, watching. Uh, wow. I really wish my I wish my brain worked better. Um, the blonde comic who just had a baby and has a TV show about cooking with her husband now. Um, blonde comic. Yeah. Famous. Yeah. She has TV shows and movies and. She's young though. No, I mean she's not That's, young, young. That could be like I know it's not Chelsea Handler because she no. doesn't have kids, right? No. Um Blonde. Oh, 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 Schumer. Schumer, Amy Schumer. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And in one of her comedy specials, she said, you know, she was out drunk at a club or whatever, and then she woke up and a guy was going down on her. And mm. she was like, Excuse me, sir, you know. And mm. and she's and she was more upset because she wasn't sure how well groomed she was. <laughs> and even in the special, she goes, because on the best day, it smells like a small furry animal. And I don't that's know right. what it smells like that's, right that's now. Right. And yeah, that's, that's what she was upset about. And I just that's remember in, in my head, I'm sitting there watching this. And I'm like, you realize that there's a subset of people that are immediately going to say that you were being raped and sexually assaulted. Whereas she just woke up and go, damn, I did that again. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's all of a matter of perspective. You just got to just be careful and ask questions over and over again. I, I try to videotape almost every situation that I'm in. I get multiple t- text. Oh, is that how you got your porn library built? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, just, just throughout the years, you know, it, it's, it's funny. Like I started like recording different sessions like in 2006, but I still had like a religious mindset. I'm a former Jehovah's witness. So I still had like a religious mindset. So I would take some pictures, record video, and then I would always delete them. I would always feel guilty. But that 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 practice stopped at least two or three years after that. But everybody mindset, knows they're being recorded, right? Of course, of course All I tell right. them. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, somebody, I, I, well, I asked them, you mind if I record it? Yeah, of course they do. But um, what was I gonna say? Um, that practice stopped like a, a few years after that. But my logic was, you know how, you know, like you have memorabilia from when you were young, like a baseball glove, mm-hmm. like an old Nintendo game. Why can't we have old pornos? Like there's going to be a, a, t- a point in time when you can't do the things that you used to do. You don't look how you looked before. But <laughs> why can't we just not only use our imagination, but I have a physical document showing like how I used to be. Wasn't that good. Well, I mean, it's not, <laughs> it's not, it's not much to look at, but you know, it's my thing. And then sometimes I get tired of surfing the porn and I want to, uh, reminisce back to when I used to get a lot of sex. I got a little library right there that I can uh, <laughs> indulge on. Okay, this is good. I did not know you used to be a Jehovah Witness. Now, yeah. I talk a lot about how the church and porn are the two things that have ruined mm. sex. So I, I'm all, I've am i only talked to Christians. Mm-hmm. What's the Jehovah, Jehovah Witness education about sex growing up? No, most most Christians, uh, most, um, almost like... Uh, it's similar to um, all Christianity, religion in general. Is just uh, you're supposed to just uh, for the, the Bible says, for the man will leave his mother and stick to his wife, and they will become one flesh. That's in Genesis. And basically, what it's saying is, you're going to find a wife and be with that one person for the rest of your life. You're not supposed to have sex until until you are married. You know what I mean? The problem with that is when you put the like that type of cap on little kids, and you're telling kids this from the age of six to eighteen. You got a whole bunch of motherfuckers getting married at 17 and 18 because mm-hmm. it's so horny and about to explode and they're just in these shitty relationships. Or they execute their sexual fantasies on, on the same sex because they were not going to tell each other. 
or they execute fantasies on people that are younger than themselves or they get taken advantage of by people older than themselves. When you put these, these, these limitations on just natural sexuality, I relate it to like, um, it's like a plastic bag. And if you, like, you, put, you attach a hose to a plastic bag, you fill it with water, you fill it with water, you fill it with water. You got all this sexuality filling up in the water, you know what I mean? And eventually that, that bag is going to explode. I'm not saying like tell your kids to go out and fucking be crazy, but just be honest to them, uh, be honest with them about what sex is, you know, uh, the ramifications for doing it, you know, how they can protect themselves once they get to the, that maturity of doing it. And, um, you know, masturbate. And just masturbate, either masturbate or if they're going to, if they're going to be with somebody at like 17, 18, they're going to hook up with somebody, you know, whatever it is, you know, just, just give them the knowledge to be able to, to protect themselves as much as they can, should they choose to, 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 to take that. Um, to be in that situation because if you tell them no you can't do it you gotta wait till you're married a horny ass kid eventually they're gonna be like why you keep telling me no i'm gonna go out there and do it anyway right you know and, and they're 15 16 they don't got condoms right so you know what i'm saying they're gonna be raw doggy you're gonna be a grandmother at 35 yep you know what i'm saying or like i said they're gonna be doing something nefarious messing with a kid or you know just it's just a whole litany of things that happens that 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 spawn from sexual depravity and lack of education yeah. I agree with that 100%. Mm -hmm. uh, I, used, I was doing a party one time, and it was in a house. So we're very specific. In our party plan, you cannot be male. You cannot identify as male. And you cannot um, be under 18, period. Mm -hmm. yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. there has to be a separate house. You know, you're, talking about, you're speaking toy parties, right? Right, toy parties, right. Yeah, okay. So I, thought it's not... I thought you meant swingers party. I was like, whoa. No, I don't do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even good enough for one partner. I don't want to perform for more than one. You don't have to. <laughs> there's, there's separate rooms. Yeah. No, I just, I just, I, I got oh, no, I his. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I, know what you mean. I got his cheat codes. I don't need to learn yeah, yeah, any yeah, other yeah, games. Yeah. No, I, 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 get, I get you saying. I know what you mean. So. In, in the, it, so like, you can't even have like, I've had women say, oh, my husband's just going to stay outside with the kids. I'm like, nope, that's because somebody's going to have to come in and pee. Yeah. Right. So anyway, this was a, a, a duplex mm -hmm. and the kids and they uh, were on one side with like the teenage girls were babysitting. And then we were doing the party on the other side. And at one point I become aware that there are children on the steps. Like they have snuck in through a door that I didn't know existed and they were walking, they were hiding. And I said to the hostess, I said, I, th I think there's kids on the stairs, right? Cause I'm protecting my ass. I don't want to get in trouble. Right. And the, the one mom is like, you guys get the fuck out of here and screaming. And, and, and I said, you know, to be fair, they, they can use the information, but I can't give it to them legally. Not from you. At this party. No. And the, and the mom goes, my daughter knows that if she has sex, I'll kill her. And I looked See, and I said, and that's I the said, wrong attitude. right. And that's, and that's what I said to her. I said, um, yeah, fear of parents have stopped kids from having sex yeah. their whole lives. And then the, the joke, you know, what do you call a parent who doesn't talk to their kids about sex? A grandparent. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I mean, this whole don't do it. It's, just, it's I mean, it's, it's frustrating. It's not, about, it's not about don't do it. It's just about just educating, educating. Right. That, 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 that's all it's about. Don't demonize. Like, it's funny, like, sex is, is so demonized and it's made to be so dirty, but none of us would be here if it wasn't for it. Right. Not a single one of us would be here if it wasn't. So it's not a deep, dirty, evil thing. It's just about, it's a matter of how you do it, who you do it with, and, the, and the, circum the circumstances that you do it under. But to just make this, 
blanket statement that it's such a dirty thing. I think we just do like people a disservice by 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 acting that way. You well, know, we and, the, a disservice. and the worst part, I would say, all right, maybe, yeah, no, the worst part is for those who do get it ingrained in their head that sex is dirty and sex is for only married people and sex this, sex that, and they're never taught that it's supposed to be pleasurable. When they do have sex, especially if they married the, they married somebody and then had sex, mm-hmm. and it's not all that it was cracked up to be, or they're not able to get over the, even though I'm married, it's still dirty to have sex. Yeah, it's still dirty they, in their mind, yeah. They don't get to have enjoyable sex lives. Yeah. And I swear yep. to God, that's the one thing that God was like, listen, all kinds of shit's going to happen to you guys, but I'm going to give you a button. And yeah. if you press that button, mm-hmm. you're going to feel good for a little while. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But then, and then for some reason, the church decided that nobody should know about that button. Well, at least the women shouldn't. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, well, you know what that's all about. That's all about just controlling women. I mean, the whole the, the whole construct of marriage was instituted. It's it's, rel- it's relatively new. It's not as old as time. Um, the reason why they did it, like in Europe, is is because of uh, lineage, as, as far as um uh, as as far as lineage, as far as royalty. They wanted to know who exactly was attached to what kingdom and whatever, so they knew where like assets and things of that nature could be um allocated to. That, the women that's where were came property from, from a European sense. But if you look at like African cultures and stuff like that, mm-mm. we we practice um polyamory. We practice having more, more than uh, more than one spouse, and sometimes more than one husband, but mainly more than one spouse because one man could populate a lot, uh, you know, uh, an entire village, but one woman, it, it would take her years. Right. It would take her a lot, a lot longer, you know what I'm saying? So it was all about just, just building communities and, and, just, and just building your people, like, in general. That's well, if you do weird. that too much, then everybody becomes interrelated, and then you Yeah, up, that, that, you I know. mean, and not to be funny, but that's why, like, like a lot of, like, Indians and, and a lot of, like, like, different, like, Asian countries, that's why they all look alike, because they they stick like they stick to the kind of certain African, certain African um countries like Somalia and stuff like that. They all look the same because they only fucking each other. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and they shit looks. I weird, thought you man. basically become Greece, where every uh, you know you've got your yeah. um uh defects and England. That's why royalty is a failure as a whole because as long as you keep interbreeding, you get weaker yeah. and weaker and weaker. Did you know that? Um, did you? hear about that girl that she did like this lineage project. She was like 12 years old and she figured out like, I think all of the U.S. presidents are related to like King Henry or something like that with the exception of one. I can't remember which one it was. It's not Trump either. Like they're all, they're all related by blood, but that's a whole side. And then all the presidents, all presidents are kind of retarded. Are you telling me that all the rich white men are related? That's not surprising. But you just said like, um, like when you intermix to, uh, when you intermix a lot, you become kind of retarded. That's what you said. And all the presidents are kind of retarded. So no, I like, said defect, de- birth well, whatever, defects. Whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? Uh, whatever. I'm going to say, listen, you can edit that out. <laughs> I, I don't have no filter with some of my words. It's nothing personal. I'm People not editing I mean. it out. We're both not, going down in a ball of flames. I'm going down in shit. Listen, one. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not PC. <laughs> I don't mean anything negative towards anybody. Sometimes I just use certain words, but right. it, it's, it's no disrespect. And I will shit on myself before I shit on anybody else. So, you know, as long as you're enjoying the conversation. We having a good time, but you right. did say all the presidents were retarded. That's what you basically said. I did not say that. I I said the defective. royalty. I yeah. said royalties they get defective after a while. They start having disease. Like you're like but, when but, you but, breed dogs, you've got to. The joke. You're missing the joke. You're missing the joke. All of the presidents suck. Is my point. And well, that all, is true. They're all related to King Henry. Right. <laughs> That's right. the point. Okay, yeah. 
you missed it. Maybe the joke I did was miss it. Maybe no, I was, was distracted by the R word and knowing oh that I'm going to get dude. shit mail about that. And I'm like, no, I didn't say that. Retarded, you know, retarded actually just means slow down. Like an engine yeah. in, a, in an 18-wheeler truck has, has retarders on it that slow it down so you don't have to use the brakes. It just yeah. means slower. It's not like a, it's not like a bad thing. Well, but they have a joke. Don't you think it's kind of like funny that Rihanna's nickname is Riri and her forehead looks like she has Down syndrome? (laughs) 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 It's true though, right? (laughs) I never really thought of it like that. Yeah, her nickname is Riri because, you know, Riri is short for the R word. No, but Riri is also a short... And her forehead, she has this huge Down syndrome-like forehead. So <laughs> it's perfect. That's who exactly Riri is what she is. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's bad. I'm sorry. That was bad. I'm a comedian first, baby. Mm, I know. And I get myself in trouble with that, too. I, I always have. I will say mm. things that I think will make people laugh, and then they will laugh. But then they'll be like, I can't believe you said that. And I'm like, yeah, but you fucking laughed. So, right? You know, you're like, I'm a comic. <laughs> this is what I do. Right. It's not, I tell people it's nothing personal. There's this comedian named Talent, James Talent Harris, and he has this hashtag, relax, I think it's relax, it's just comedy. That's his, that's his catchphrase, and it's true, it's just right. comedy, it's just jokes. Like, yeah. like, people always try to hold these comedians to these high, like, like royal, regal, political, like, standards, like, and it's, it's bullshit, though. We're, right. we're, we are the jesters, we're here to make jokes and make people laugh, but conversations come out of that laughter. Right. Sometimes you need a joke in order to spark the conversation. Right? I find, and I, that's, that is really true. Mm-hmm. And I just, I get frustrated because people always want to, um, you know, shut down or cancel a comic over something. It, but then like, I don't think every comic is funny. I don't think every subject is funny. There's, <laughs> there are subjects I hate. Right. But that doesn't mean I don't want the, I mean, like other people are going to laugh at that shit. Right. And, and it's, for me, it's frustrating when I like, cause I don't like jokes about God. I don't like, you know, like Christians are stupid. I, I don't like, ones. I don't like any jokes about, I don't really like political jokes because you're pissing off half your audience, no matter what, like, you know, our country's pretty much 50, 50 divided on everything. So if you're making a Trump joke, Trump joke, you're pissing off the Trumps. And if you're, you know, not, a, I'm just not a fan. So like, you won't, so hold up. You won't do a joke because you're afraid you might piss somebody off. No, I wouldn't do it just because I just, possibly, you know, possibly, possibly because there are things that I stay away from. That, yeah, oh no, no, I totally get it. There's like, there's certain words, like, and I don't. And I hate abortion jokes. Like, I on, on stage, well, I don't have any at all. I don't, right. that, that's, that doesn't interest me. Like, there's certain words, like, I don't use the word dyke on stage. I don't, I just don't. Like, that, it, it feels funny. I just don't use it. Or, right. I don't, I don't say, like, suck my dick, or like, that type of stuff. Like, right. So there's, I have certain, but it's, it's only because. If I say it when it comes out of my mouth, if it, if I feel uncomfortable, then somebody then, at the minimum, you have to feel comfortable with what you're saying. Right, right. Regardless of what it is, what you say, if you don't feel comfortable with what you're saying, you know, um, it's not gonna come off as right. People people pick, can, tend to pick up on it. Like there's always gonna be somebody, even if you're totally comfortable with what you're saying, somebody always gonna be pissed off in the audience. So you can't worry about right. pissing people off in that respect. But if it makes you personally uncomfortable to say it, don't say it. Right. So I, I, I get, I get, I get where you're coming from, but I got, yeah. I got some, I got, I got a good, I got a good couple good God jokes though. Couple well, it ones. just, it just depends on the level of them. Like there's, I mean, I can laugh at a good joke no yeah, matter just, what it's about. You just won't do it though. Like that, that's not something you're, right. you're material. Right. 
and there's there's certain there's certain comics and certain styles of comedy that i just mm. don't enjoy and that doesn't and i and it's not like i want to you know i would never be like well that i don't think that guy's funny so he shouldn't be you know that's stupid there are plenty of comics that i do enjoy and there's plenty that i just i'm like that's just not my style which is funny because my husband's kind of the same way too there he had to get used to me when i started when i he actually doesn't like it when i do stand up but he loves it when i do stand up comedy sex ed because it's mm. just a different it's a different way I present things. Mm -hmm. um, and then he said, this is a true story. When, when I first got started and I was doing the same five over and over and over again, he's like, when are you going to come up with something new? Like, that's what the real comics do. And I'm like, no, no, they don't. I said, do you really think that Robin Williams just went on stage and freeballed all of his comedy? No. Like, he had a set. It's a set. Yeah. They work on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And if I... Yeah, a lot of people have that perception that comics just get up there and just wing it. That's just yeah. No, that is that is carefully crafted. Even 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 if you're a quote unquote improv comic, you still you've been doing improv for so long that you've more than likely re like repeated different situations for right. different scenarios because you got a fat chick, a white chick, a, a a black and white couple, an old guy with a younger chick. You know, you have like this guy right. wearing this wet bad sweater. You're doing for 25 years. You're gonna like see those recurring situations, and you can always pull into your files, right? And and exactly. and, and call back and, and and call back those um, situations and scenarios. But that's I, one I, thing I would like to get better at is crowd work. Well, well like at my parties, there's a game we play in the beginning, mm -hmm. and everybody thinks I'm just making up. You know, oh my god, you're mm -hmm. so funny! I can't believe you just thought of that. I'm like, no, I've been saying that joke for like four years. Yeah, it's all about the leader. <laughs> you just um, whatever situation you're talking about, it you, you get somebody's name and you ask them a question to lead into the joke. And you don't even gotta care. You don't even have to care like what their answer is. They could give you an answer. You can just ignore it and just start talking. But it, it gives the illusion that you just thought about it, you thought it was on the spot. And then sometimes like a tag or two yeah. might pop up from it. That's right. the good thing about it. But that's why you should record everything that you do in case those tags do happen. But oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, with crowd work, that's 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 pretty much it. And sometimes just pointing out the obvious. When you got like a nice audience and they they sit they they tipsy or whatever. They gonna laugh at anything. You be like, yo, these lights is mad dim in here. Oh shit, the lights is dim. <laughs> yo, it's cold outside. Yo, it is cold outside. <laughs> yo, that radio mad staticky. Yo, it is mad staticky. Like they, they, they're just parroting what you're. The obvious, the fact that you're mentioning something that they already noticed is. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna downplay it and say it's easy because it takes a while to get to that. Right. I'm just giving you some ideas of of of. Of of don't like if you want to like get into that that bag of, of of doing crowd work and things of that nature, it's just it's just pointing out the obvious. And there's a difference between crowd work and improv. Those are two different. Those are not the same. Yeah, that is true. Crowd work is like literally interacting with the audience, but improv is like just thinking of some shit on on the spot. Well, I love some of my favorite moments is when you come up with a like on the spot when when you say something you didn't yeah. even expect to say. Yeah, yeah, that was the best. You just you're laughing right along with them because I do that at parties a lot. I'll say something that I didn't ever say before. Didn't think I'm like somebody write that shit down. Yeah, like, I've got to. I've got to remember that joke. Have, have that audio recorded. You got it. Yeah. If you record it, you have it, and just go back and listen to it. And I'm like, oh shit. There's a lot of people that write that way. Like they may not write on paper, but they'll just riff, you know, whatever. And they yeah. got the audio recorder going. Oh, I like that one. I like that one. I like. Hey, you got you riff for thirty minutes. You got about three four minutes. Cool. That's yeah. good. So, I've know? got two separate jokes that I do on stage that came mm. out of my mouth fully formed. 
Oh, really? Fully formed because I oh, was okay. just at a party and subject came up and I just talked and talked and in like three minutes and we're all in hysterics. And I'm like, and so I took one That's of That's when you pull from the ether, the yeah. comedy ether. There was God like, God was oh, just like, oh, here's oh. one. One of them is my menopause joke, which I have worked on and made better, but it literally just popped, the whole thing popped right out. Mm -hmm. And then the other one is um, the get on the face joke. The whole bit about, mm -hmm. um, and I don't even know if you've seen that one. Either one of those. I haven't seen you act in a long time, baby. Yeah, but there's. Um, last year, no, we did a gig, I booked you last year. Yes. At the, el at the Elbow Room, but that was yeah. still a long time. And usually like when I'm, when I'm hosting shows and producing, I'm not really paying attention to the yeah, stage that like was, that. Mm. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's, I, I, I'm telling you what though, if you see, if you ever get a chance to see my stand-up comedy sex ed, and you compare it to any show you've ever seen me on stage, it's completely different. I am so much more comfortable. Do you have it online or anything? Or any no, links? no, I'm gonna make people pay for that shit. <laughs> oh no, I get it. I feel but you. But if you that. if you go on my YouTube channel, there's a bunch of clips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Like some clips here and there. Yeah, but the whole because the show is because the as I'm just so comfortable talking about sex and talking about the you know all of that stuff. It's the joke parts that's hard. So when I'm just doing stand-up comedy and it's just the jokes, mm -hmm. then it's taking me out of my comfort zone and I haven't built a comfort on stage yet with a microphone. Because right, also right, right, when right. I do my stand-up comedy sex ed or any of my parties, I don't have a microphone in my hand. So I think the microphone yeah, 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 yeah. and being up on the stage are the two things that just kind of like my brain is like, this isn't how it's supposed to be. You ever think about just, um, well, if you like to use your hands and perform, you ever think about just leaving the microphone in the mic stand? Um, I, I haven't. You ever try that? I haven't. Try that, try that. Like, uh, keep the mic, like, kind of close. Leave it in the mic stand. Um, Norm McDonald performs like that. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. You could, that's, 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 a, that's a thought. Something, yeah. something to think about, you know? Maybe I will try that. Yeah, give it, give it a, give it a shot. Cause maybe you like to talk with your hands. Like me, I like, I like, I like holding the microphone. That's just, that's just me. That's, I, I try it in the stand. It doesn't really do it for me, but you know, whatever makes you feel comfortable on stage, so. Yeah, because I, I wear a headset when I do my show. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, try to keep it in there. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm. I don't think you. There's no headsets at open mics. That'd be weird if you're like the only douchey comic. Right. With, with fucking headset. I still like, don't do. <laughs> I still don't do open mics. I hate them. You hate open mics. I hate them because I can practice all of my jokes in front of women at parties. Well, yeah, I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. So I'm doing my open mics. Is, I'm just not doing mic. them in bars. Yeah, that, that, that is your open mic. Like, as long yeah. as you're, as long as you're in front of a group of people, that's all that matters. But if you was gonna say, yeah, I'm, I'm in my basement talking from my mirror. No, you need human no, beings. I've got, I need you, humans who are paying attention you, to me, you, which you is why I hate open mics. Because yeah. so nobody's paying attention at an open mic. Well, it, it's they're not. They aren't. They're it, it watching just, a game. It, they're if they're if they're in the bar, they're watching a game. What, what the open mic does is it conditions you to work harder. You yeah. know what I mean? Because if you're, if you're undeniably, undeniably funny, the person that's looking at his phone or watching the game, he'll hear so much laugh, like, what the fuck is going on? So right. it just, it, it, <laughs> it conditions you to be even that much stronger. But, but I agree though, like I, I prefer a comedy club or a place where people pay to actually watch, but right. we don't have the luxury or privy, or privy to have that all, at all times. And you're, you're not gonna always have the optimal situation to practice your craft so sometimes you got to get in the mud and sling with the mud motherfuckers you know what i mean it is right it is what it is man you know that's part of the joy baby 
part of the joy, part of the comedy. Do you do you do any jokes about sex? Um, I do a lot of self-deprecating stuff about um just um just getting older and how sex isn't like my priorities is changing with sex. Like when I was younger, I used to wait. I couldn't wait to have an orgasm. It was all about the orgasm. But then I got older and I said, peeing after the orgasm feels better than the <laughs> orgasm. Oh, shit. I call that the aftergasm. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, you know, you have a, I have a nice little orgasm. Ah, that's straight. But when I pee, I'm like, whoa, this is great. So it's like, I'm trying to get to this point so I can take a pee. I'm like, baby. I said, baby, could you do that thing that made me pee before? It felt so wonderful. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So <laughs> that's that, hysterical. That's, that's what I'm talking I about. I think that every single time I pee after sex, I'm like, oh, this feels so yeah. good. It's trying. It's trying to flush out. The, it's trying to flush out the chlamydia, man. You gotta flush it out. <laughs> Your body knows, like, yo, that's a dirty bitch. I gotta flush all this. Let me piss all this out. It's a natural <laughs> defense. That's hysterical. It, it won't. It won't yeah. stop. It won't stop general warts and, and herpes, though. But you know, it, no. Well, take you know what? Will being married for twenty five years. <laughs> I mean, even, even that. Even that. You don't know. Even that, even that isn't a guarantee. This, this one here is pretty solid. I'm saying, you know, I'm for you, yes. Yeah. But I mean, I'm talking. I'm not just talking about you. I'm yeah. talking about. I know. In general, nothing, nothing is a guarantee. Everything's, everything. You know, one thing about life, everything is temporary, man. Everything. Yeah, well, yeah, it all ends with somebody dying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, and, and not even to go to that morbid level, but you know, everything ends, man. Whether it's whether it's one page or it's a series of novels. The one thing they all have in common is that they end at one point or another. You just enjoy that the moment as much as you can while you are a part of that moment. But nothing right. is eternal in its in its physical form. Enjoy the season that you're in. Yeah, exactly. And that's my season sucks. Well <laughs> I'm trying right. to work on it. So do you have a funny sex story? Maybe not something that you use in comedy, but like something that actually happened to you. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, all right. All right. When all right. I was, I was in, about to get serious now. No, 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 no. When I was when I was in college, I was uh, I think I was what nineteen or twenty, and like my first real girlfriend. She was like nineteen, and um, the first time that we hooked up, she was smelly, <laughs> like smelly booty, smelly smelly feet, and. You know, I wasn't really getting sex much back then. I just, I just started. I think when I hooked up with her, this is like in 90, 99. She was like probably the third or fourth person I had ever been with. So back then, I never knew when I was going to get sex. I mean, today, I still don't know when I'm going to get sex. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a lot of bodies under my belt. But it was, it was like, damn, I'm smelling these feet and I'm smelling ass. But whatever, you know, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm still have sex with her. But we became a couple after that. But that first sexual experience was like it spelled the doom for the relationship because in the back of my mind i'm always thinking about that first experience and she always was a smelly motherfucking chick and it was so bad she used to stay over my, my house when i was with my mother or whatever and uh we would sleep in the side room and she would have to get up early in the morning to go to work her feet like were so pungent that i would sprinkle baby powder on her toes <laughs> while she was sleeping and then, um, you know, she would go to work or whatever. And then, like, I would go to work and I would come home. And then my mother would be like, she said, oh, I saw your, I saw your friend's footprints going to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, it kind of reminded me of, you ever see, you ever see that, that Jesus painting or that the, the footprints that <laughs> walk beside? <laughs> I, I just think of her, 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 her smelly feet. I mean, the, the, the sex was awesome. Like, she was a freak. 
she wasn't always like that, but I, I guess she just was on her feet a lot, and she just, I guess she was just so used to her own smell that she didn't realize how pungent they were. Wow. But it was like, but she was a freak. Like, she would swallow, she like facials. <laughs> like, anything I wanted to do, she tried anal, whatever. You know, she, she was totally submissive to me. Awesome. The one catch, though, was the body, the, the body odor. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That, that, yeah. Yeah, I don't like, know if that was a funny story. It was kind of a gross story. No, but that, the whole Jesus. Except for the feet. Yeah, yeah, the Jesus thing. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah, Jesus yeah. feet. So do okay. you just refer to her as the Jesus feet girlfriend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Jesus and, and, the, and the smelly the sand, butt girlfriend. The, the sand that walked beside me, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and she's from an African country, too, so that's what makes it even funnier. Like, because, <laughs> you know, Africans, they buy beaches, and, you know, the perception is some of them smell. So I'm just like. <laughs> I never heard that. I mean, you're in a totally different world than I am. Uh, well, yeah, that's true. But, but like when I think beach, I never think to myself, hey, I'm going to go to Africa and go to the beach. Well, I think Africa, I think beach, I think foot in sand. I don't know. I just, I made all these connections. You made She's the connections. One of the African islands. She's that's from true. an African, well, her people are from an African island. So that's why I think island, beach, sand, all smelly right. feet, indigenous, you know, lack of natural, lack of hygiene deal. <laughs> How can people find you? Um, they can find me on, on, on my Facebook fan page at Comedian Mo Green. That's M-O-G-R-E-E-N. And um, on, uh, let me look at my Instagram because I changed the name a couple of times. So I want to make sure that I give you the right one. My Instagram, Comedian Mo Green. Same thing. So my Instagram is Comedian, M-O-G-R-E-E-N. And my Facebook is Comedian Mo Green as well. Those are the main ones I'm concerned with. If okay. you hit me, hit, me, hit me up on any of those. I will get back to you as uh, soon as I can for booking and for voiceover work and, you know, some more dirty stories. <laughs> All right. I so you I could have gave you some more funny stuff, but I mean. Well, we got what we got. <laughs> you sound so disappointed in my. No, <laughs> no, it was what, what, fine. What's a funny story? Sex story? Like, well, I bumped my head as I was going down on her. Or? Uh, well, I told you to go listen to the one with Gianmarco Sorisi. Uh-huh. He has a funny one. <laughs> what, what, what makes a sex story funny? I don't, like somebody I don't know. walked in on you or something like that? I don't that, know. Or? I've got ones, people on elevators. Um, I don't know. Just a fun sex story or a funny sex story. I did anal with a chick in front of a laundromat. Is that funny? In a car. <laughs> it, depends, it depends on whether or not she needed spin cycle when you were done. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a that's a that's a funny because you know, I'm, I'm no because I feel like not without telling your whole stories. I'm like I'm going through my mind like just funny situations that happen. Like chick pooed it in my mouth. That's that's funny. That's and the way she looked at me, she was like, like, like you know what you did. Right. You know exactly what you did. <laughs> All right. So you can find me on Instagram at standupcomedysexed, standupcomedysexed.com, raylenetaskoski.com. And I've set up a Facebook group just for this podcast so you can participate in polls, ask questions, politely <laughs> share an alternate point of view, and generally let us know what you think of this episode. So search for Stand Up Comedy Sex Ed Podcast on Facebook. Please subscribe to the podcast and share. Let's see if we can get me to 152nd funniest podcast in the United That's States. Right. But in thank Bulgaria. you, Bulgaria, for listening. <laughs> Appreciate it. You said right. you said you said polls. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for That's coming it. on this show, Mo. Any anytime, baby. Um, you know, now I'm mad because I'm I feel like my stories wasn't funny enough. So now I'm gonna consciously <laughs> 
think of, of more <laughs> funny experiences. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> to, make, to make you laugh more at me. At my, I made you laugh a few more times. More laughing, less gagging. It, I couldn't help it. That's what happened. They feet stink, the coochie stink, the fart in my mouth. I always, I always, I always meet these people, man. I just, mm-hmm. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> All right. Have a good night. All right. You have a good night, baby. Bye. Later.